Welcome back to a special episode of the Digital Wellbeing Podcast. Um, season one has been over for a couple of weeks, but I have a very special guest here um, that we wanted to record a special episode with. Um, and I think um, our conversation is going to be good and um, hopefully valuable to, to those listening. Um, my guest today is Rigel Aurora, and um, Rigel has uh, been involved in the digital well-being space for a little while now. Um, and, and Rigel, I guess, just introduce yourself. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do and, um, and how you got involved in, in digital well-being. Absolutely. First of all, thank you so much for the wonderful opp opportunity, Jace. I really look forward to interacting with you and discussing more about digital well-being. So to talk about myself, uh, my name is Rachel and I'm a humane technology advocate and my vision or my vision in life is to enable people to lead a healthy relationship with tech or technology. So professionally, I kind of enable this through my working job at EY. So I work with clients in end-to-end -end technology transformation across industry. Personally, I've gone through the journey of being addicted to technology, leaving it and coming back and like going through that both sides of the table. When I mean both sides, I mean going cold turkey, being completely addicted, going cold turkey and coming back. And I'll deep dive into that journey as well. So thus, I believe strongly in this mission of healthy relationship with tech. And I kind of advocate that through platforms like TEDx, corporates, schools, colleges, podcasts, etc. Wow. So that's brief. Yeah, I think that's an interesting... Um... An interesting story. I think, you know, a lot of people who are passionate about digital well-being often have kind of a background where they've, where they've seen the, um, the results of, of not using technology wisely. And um, they've kind of worked to, to maybe, you know, push back on that. Um, and then also to find, you know, the positives of social media and digital uh, technology while also at the same time, you know, protecting themselves from some of those, those other um, concerns that, that they've had. So I think that's a very interesting kind of um, story of, of how you got started. Um, so original as someone who has really kind of done a lot of work and research in this, you know, space in this, um, in this digital well-being space, you know, when you look out at the, the current situation, um, the current way that we as humans, um, by and large, use technology, especially di digital technology, um, you know, what concerns do you have about the way that, um, you know, particularly the younger generations are using um, digital technology and social media and all that? Absolutely, yes. So there are three concerns that comes on the top of my mind, which really concerns me. So concern number one is being connected to technology 24-7. So 24-7 connection to technology. So when we get up, we have a phone in one of our hands for our alarm clock. We go to the washroom to and use our phone to while away time. We are driving and we have a phone in one of our hands or we are checking a phone while driving, which is quite scary, to be honest. We're talking to people and fubbing them. So there's this concept of fubbing, wherein you're snubbing people by your phone. Like, for example, if I'm talking to someone in person and I kind of put my phone across, that's like fubbing that person in front of me. Or it's also called technophilics. So, and to the time we go to sleep, to binge watching. So the idea is that we are 24 seven connected to technology and that has become a norm, which should not be a norm because it really affects our mental health, relationships, physical health, and a lot of other aspects of our life. 
So yeah. that is one concern which really kind of uh, makes me very concerned about our society right now. For sure. Second concern, yeah, sure. Second concern which comes to my mind is that we are very mindless about a technology. We should be mindful about our tech. So most of us just pick up our phone when we're bored. We don't know what to do. We don't have any intention. We'll pick up our phone. We'll scroll endlessly through it and we'll just while away our time. Or if we just don't know what to do, tech is like the default. Or if I have a lot of time, I'll just pass away through tech. So most of it is mindless use of tech and it's not mindful. So the idea is to bring intentionality and purpose to our usage of technology because ultimately technology is a tool. It's not everything in our life. It, it, it should enable our physical world. It should not be a substitution of our physical world. So that is second thing which kind of really alarms me a lot given and this has increased a lot because of the COVID-19 pandemic as well. And I'm not here to say that tech is bad personally because COVID-19 has really helped us realize the importance of technology as well. Like we're doing this podcast through Zoom or the importance of remote collaboration, communication, the importance of automation, all of this really helps a lot. So it's about not going away from technology. It's not being anti-tech, it's rather being healthy technology. So that is the second concern which comes to my mind when I see the generation in general. Mm -hmm. It's interesting kind of putting those two concerns together. You know, this idea of we don't really have a moment free from tech and then also you know we've we've just kind of used we've kind of gotten into that that space and that situation kind of mindlessly um i think it says a lot about just the way that we approach life as a, as a generation as a um as a culture where you know in general the more deliberate intentional approach to to life whether it's with technology or anything else has just kind of become um secondary to whatever it is that we you know find ourselves doing kind of mindlessly um and i think those those two concerns um are are very accurate um i i agree um that that being mindless with with what we use technology for and then using it so much kind of builds this pattern and this habit of mindlessness into into our lives that um that i think whether we're talking about technology or using any other tool or anything else, like just that pattern of mindlessness um, is is concerning um, in anyone in anyone's life. So to kind of flip that um, to question, Rigel, what what are some of the good news that you see in this area? Um, just digital technology, social media. You know, is there are there any things that you see that are really encouraging to you? Mm -hmm. I do feel that. There are good news in this space as well. First of all, there's conversation that started about digital well-being. So point number one is during this COVID-19 time, when we've all got online, we've been overloaded with technology. While it has its benefits as well, that we're able to do remote collaboration, automate a lot of stuff and see those good use cases of technology. But we've seen that overload coming in. like, And we can see that effect. Screen time has gone at an all-time high. Our physical health is getting affected. Uh, our eye strain is increasing a lot. So we have come to the realization that overload of digital devices can really affect us. So the need for digital wellness is something that's come across, that people have realized that, yes, we need to do something about it. And I've personally seen colleges, corporates realizing the need of it. And second important thing is, I feel that the ecosystem is also kind of uplifting this. And when I mean ecosystem, I generally give this analogy of a chair or of a stool with multiple legs. 
so for digital wellbeing to work uh, the stool must remain intact and to kind of explain that analogy the stool itself is a digital wellbeing industry and the legs are the different stakeholders one leg could be us people like you and me the consumers one could be tech companies one leg one leg could be the uh, producers could be the media companies one could be the law or the legal so all of these are stakeholders even if one or two of them fall the stool will fall so basically the essence is if even one of the stakeholders is not working the ecosystem would collapse of digital wellbeing and it would not progress so why i see good news in this industry is or in this space is that each and every stakeholder is doing something about it and to give you a couple of examples big tech companies have started talking about digital wellness so with the new upgrades of apple you can see more digital wellbeing features coming up like there's a privacy dashboard which is coming if you look at facebook and instagram they're also doing some stuff around making sure that uh, people are enabling their digital wellness and i think that holds for all tech companies similarly if you also look at law i think if you if you kind of heard of the news or if you reading the news you would see that a lot of countries are kind of adopting digital wellness policies so a lot of pushes coming from the europe and us side as well and india you can see that australia is doing something about making sure that news companies are being rewarded for what they are doing and india has adopted something called digital intermediaries act so idea is that ecosystem is kind of has kind of realized the need for digital wellbeing and they're adopting some kind of measures so i do see some good news and i am really hopeful and i am an optimistic i would say that things would be much better in the future and things are progressing mm-hmm. absolutely and and it's it's encouraging to see that on a very large scale you know when we talk about big tech companies and governments and whatnot um you know, for for people who are individuals who are, are beginning to realize the need for more digital well-being in their own life, um, who are maybe not on the board of, of Amazon or Twitter or some big tech company, who are not, um, you know, in a in a position to be a, a regulator from the government, you know, for just people like, you know, you and me and, and people listening, what is kind of a step that they can take? They realize, all right, this is this is a problem in my life. Um, I need to, to work to begin to solve this. What's the first step for people like them? Exactly. So first of all, it's important to understand and get an awareness of where do you stand? So majority of us don't even know how much tech we're consuming or what we're doing. So if you have an Apple phone, make use of something called screen time. If you have an Android phone, make use of something called moment or rescue time and rescue time holds for platforms and laptop as well. So this would give you a baseline of where do you stand in terms of how much technology you use, like how much time am I spending across various applications? And it also gives you a week over week analytics. And why this is kind of important is, so there was this research and to give an example of that research, let's say I've never checked my screen time ever in my phone. And I say, let's say my screen time would be two hours. But when I go to one of these apps, I find my screen time is three hours. So I'm underestimating my screen time by 50%. And that is just my phone. So imagine we use multiple platforms. We use TVs, we use tablets, we use so many other platforms. Idea is that we don't even know where we are currently. And how can you go to where do you want to be unless you know where you are? So I think taking that first step of becoming aware of where you are really helps a lot. And Mm -hmm. after that awareness, you kind of learn about digital wellness tool. You kind of adopt one of those tools and then you empower others to kind of take those steps. So I think awareness, learning and empowerment. These are three steps which I generally see in anyone's journey as a digital wellness advocate or digital wellness who wants to adopt digital wellness. Yeah. So basically, you know, when you realize that there is a problem, 
in your in your digital tech use you know the first step is is to figure out the scope of the problem and really to understand um where you're at before you make any changes that that makes sense um well original it's been absolutely fantastic having you on the podcast and and being able to to share a lot of your insights hopefully um when we put together season two um, at some point down the road, I'd uh, love to have you back. Um, we can have another conversation about some other specific things. But um, to, to kind of close us out today, what is um, kind of one question, <coughs> excuse me, what is one question that you would ask um, those listening to kind of help them think about and help them inspire some of their own thoughts about this? Absolutely. So this is a question that I ask everyone who uses the technology. So at the end of the day, how do you feel after using your screens? Or if I take it to an extreme, at your deathbed, when you're going to die, how would you feel about the way you use technology? So what I would say is, when you're on your deathbed, you won't remember moments like applying filters to your photos or going through social media endlessly. You would rather remember those moments where you spent using technology in a healthy way, like impacting communities online, using it mindfully, using it with purpose, using it to grow yourself, or rather the time that you spend outside screens, because that is where the real magic happens. So thus I feel the time has come for each and every one of us to not only look at screens all the time, but to the world around us as well, because ultimately that's where the real magic happens. Yeah, I'd agree. We can become so, so sucked in to that digital world that we forget that, it is, it is a very small percentage of what our, you know, real world and our real life is all about. Um, so I, I appreciate that. That question always keeps, keeps people thinking about, um, about how they're consuming um, digital technology. Well, Rigel, I appreciate your time today. And um, thank you once again for being um, a guest here on the podcast. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Mm -hmm.